Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. This is your host, Jenny Morrow, and I am thrilled that you are here learning how to have the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. Welcome to today's episode of the Advanced Relationship Podcast. This is kind of a unique episode. Bryce, my husband, and I actually recorded this episode a couple of months ago before our wedding. So we weren't sure if we were going to be launching the podcast before the wedding actually happened, and we didn't end up launching the podcast until after. And so this recording happened a couple of months ago, and it's kind of fun to be sharing it at this point. Just a little heads up about today's episode. This was a really special and meaningful episode to me. So you will hear me getting emotional at times. And I'll be honest, it's felt pretty scary to put this recording out there. And even though it's felt scary, I am so glad that you're here learning more about our relationship and how this relationship impacts the work that we do and gives us a chance to model to all of you some really important aspects of advanced relationship work. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm putting this out there despite my fear. And I hope you love today's episode as much as we loved recording it for you. I really am excited about today's episode because I'm going to share with all of you someone who is really important and special to me in my life. This is the man that gives me a chance to practice everything I preach and I am really, really grateful for him, and, and I love you very much, Bryce. So his name is Bryce Bauer. He's my fiancé, and we are engaged to be married in about a week and a half. Because he and I are getting ready for this next step in our own relationship journey, I wanted to have him on so that the two of us can share a little bit more about our story, how we met, and how we've been navigating the work of creating one of the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet that's been my intention from the beginning and I think it was a part of what really drew me to Bryce was I could sense his desire for deep connection and a relationship that could really support both of us creating our dreams and both of us creating some of our dreams together. Welcome Bryce. Hey Jenny it's good to be here. I thought that we were sitting down for like an impromptu conversation and it turns out Jenny has like pages and pages of notes and has been doing all this preparation and then just asked me to jump on. So I'm excited that she did the work on the front end to make this thing happen. I usually just jump right into things. Yeah, it feels good to be here, and it's it's interesting timing with the wedding just coming up. We're really excited, and there's a lot of love flowing and and connection, and it feels like a good time to talk about all this stuff. So throw whatever questions you have at me, and we'll see what happens. So before we get into our experience as a couple, I first want to just let you know a little bit more about Bryce, who he is, and what was going on for him in his life as an individual before we came together. Yeah, tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your background and what was going on for you before we met. Yeah, so I'm a Midwestern boy that moved out west because I wanted to explore the mountains and I became a wilderness guide about nine years ago, and I worked for wilderness therapy programs all over the country. And that led me to some interesting places. I spent time living out of my truck, spent a lot of time outside, not so much time dating. 
I really did my own thing. I was an independent man. I only had guy friends. Around the time that I met Jenny, I had just come back from a around-the-world trip where I had been living in Australia and then traveling through Asia on a moped and then through Europe um, and Africa. So I had been back about three months. I had no money. I think I had just picked up a job at an outpatient program, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, and bringing a woman into my life felt like felt like the right thing to do. So I got online, I got on Tinder, and I started swiping, and that's ultimately how, how I met Jenny. It wasn't all that long ago. Bryce and I met about two and a half years ago. We were both online, so my experience is a little bit different. I was in a little bit more of a settled place at that point, at least in terms of my career and my living situation than Bryce was. Not necessarily more settled in terms of my relationship life. So when I met Bryce, it was interesting how there was a similar desire in terms of, you know, both of us really wanting to bring in a good relationship. So do you want to share it all about your choice to change your age preference? Oh, yeah, that's that's always one that comes up, even though Jenny and I look to be about the same age. As you might already know, on these dating apps, you can set your preferences for age location and all that. And I basically had a five-year gap in between me older and younger. And I was meeting a lot of people that were my age. I was 26 at the time. And things were just not working out. I was getting blown off for coffee. There were a lot of girls that just wanted to text and maybe chat, but weren't interested in meeting up. And so I decided to move my preferences from my age to up to 10 years older. And Jenny popped up within a few swipes. I remember thinking like, oh, she's really cute. And I think she had something in there about being a therapist. So I knew we'd have something in common. We both like helping people. I mean, I didn't put much thought into it at the time, but she was one of the ones that actually responded to meet up, set a time. We ended up going out to have coffee. So that's how this story begins. Yeah, thanks, Bryce. That's always a piece of the story. I'm just really glad took place because, you know, one of the things Bryce and I faced really early on is the stories about how love should look and what it should be like. I had my age preferences set 10 years younger and 10 years older. And I remember feeling a little hesitant about it because it seemed more norm, quote, normal to be with a guy, you know, up to 10 years older. It didn't seem as socially normal to be with someone that much younger. And it also seemed like not even really possible. Like, I can't imagine that someone not 10 years younger would want to be with me. So Bryce is nine years younger. But my age preferences, yeah, they were set 10 years younger, 10 years older. And so when, when he changed his and it allowed us to connect, it was really, it's always meaningful for me when I hear that story because... It's not maybe what either of us expected in terms of age difference. And it's never really been an issue in terms of our connection. Every once in a while in my head, I'll have a story about something pop up or I'll wonder how other people perceive it. It's just one of those things that I get to sometimes face and smile at and look at for what it actually is. So thanks for sharing that, Bryce. Okay, so the next thing that I wanted to hear about from Bryce's perspective, the next thing I also wanted to talk about was what our dating life was like. So we dated about a year and a half before we decided to move in together. Once we moved in together, it was maybe what, like, how long was it before you proposed? Do you remember? I should remember. I think it was almost two years when we were in Peru. 
Yeah, I think, oh yeah, that would be correct. So yeah, so we moved in together and about eight or so months later, Bryce proposed. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about our dating life and what it was like. Yeah, I've gotten asked this several times and had a chance to think about it. And the word that pops up is consistent. We met for coffee two and a half years ago and we hung out a couple of days later and then we hung out another couple of days later and then another couple of days later and we had a lot of fun. I remember with Jenny, I was always excited to see her. That never really waned. I didn't feel nervous around her. We spent a healthy amount of time together in the beginning, not every day, probably every other day. And we had our lives and we slowly were integrating pieces of that I'd introduce her to a couple of my friends and bring her to get-togethers and vice versa. And then the holidays rolled around a couple months later and I was introduced to her family because her family lives here and my family's away. Yeah, that's when things, I felt like they were getting notched up a bit. The Annie was upped because I had now met her family, her nieces and nephews, and my face was known. And it was then that I think I started to realized that I wanted a longer-term relationship with Jenny, even though it had only been a couple of months. There weren't any warning signs. Yeah, there has been a pretty solid pink cloud through our relationship that, that we've rode, despite some struggles that come up. It's always been really consistent. Okay, so Bryce and I actually just paused this recording to talk a little bit about what was going on because... Bryce talked about what our dating life was like for him. And then as I was getting ready to start to share, I was kind of going off into some tangents. And Bryce really helpfully gave me his feedback about that. And I realized at that point, as we were talking about it, I realized that part of what was happening was I was actually a little scared to share what our dating life was like for me because it was a little bit different than what it was like for Bryce. And that feels scary to share. It was really interesting with Bryce because... I'm just going to cry for a minute. It felt really real. Like he was um, he was really there. He was really showing up for me. And I was ready for that. I really I had done some work to get ready for that. And it still was a new kind of experience for me, even after years of dating. So there was a little bit of mixed feeling for me as we got into the dating life. There was a little bit of fear of letting go of the single life. In some ways, I had used dating and the excitement of new people to deal with hard things in my life. And with Bryce, it was it was more consistent, like you said. It was more real, and that meant so many good, fun times together. And it also meant some hard stuff starting to come up. I just want to I just want to say thank you, <laughs> yeah, for being there right from the beginning because I really felt Bryce in the relationship from the very beginning. And even though we didn't know what that was going to mean long term, you were there and you were available. It was pretty powerful for me. Yeah, because it did mean facing facing some of my own blocks and preparing myself for a long-term relationship with someone. I think just to add that there are a lot of tears in our relationship and it's not a bad thing. There's good ones and there's tough ones and we feel sad and mad and happy and Jenny's been very, very good at showing me that all that whole range of emotions is okay. So even just now, who knows if this will go live or not, but I'm <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. If if we were to to put a real piece of our relationship out to the world, it, it would look like this. Yeah, thanks for saying that, Bryce. That feels really good. 
let's talk a little bit about how we knew we wanted to marry each other. So there are two pieces there, really. One is that it was a process deciding that I wanted to marry Jenny, and I talked about it with my men's group, with my friends, and I put a lot of thought into it. But there was the moment that I had that first thought, that first inner knowing that I didn't plan that was spontaneous. And that happened in Mexico. Jenny had invited me to go to this yoga and meditation retreat. And at the time, I wasn't really into stuff like that as much. But I was really grateful that she was inviting me versus one of her good girlfriends. So we went down to this little amazing retreat down near Acapulco. And I think it was the first morning after we had got there, we went out and they were doing a meditation on the platform overlooking the beach, and it was 75 degrees, and the sun had just come up, and the waves were crashing on the beach, and it was so cliche, so, you know, I couldn't have, it was just like heaven, and we were sitting there meditating, facing the ocean on our comfy little cushions, and the thought just popped into my head, I can't think of anyone else who I'd rather be here with than Jenny. If this is the type of stuff that we're going to be doing from here on out, I could get used to this. I like this. I really, really like Jenny. I love Jenny. All that came rushing in, and we had an amazing week down there, but that's what really started the the gears turning. Yeah, and again, it wasn't planned. It was just spontaneous and real, and that was the moment. That is so fun to hear. I get goosebumps all over. I didn't, I've never heard that story. Thanks for sharing that on here. I would say it was similar for me where it was a process, like there was always the the possibility there in the back of my mind. And my practice was to really stay in the present moment of our relationship. So I just kind of, I did, I kind of trusted that it would come up if when Bryce was ready for that. But I do remember going out hiking one day together. Something came up on the hike. I don't remember what it was, like a little something where I was feeling hurt or sad or mad about something. Bryce was like, what is really going on? And suddenly I had this just emotional movement in my body of sadness, of just, you know, not knowing for sure how much Bryce wanted to be with me. Despite the fact that we were living together and things were going well, there was a desire for something deeper to go to the next step maybe. I don't know. All I know is Bryce said, I just want to let you know I've been looking at ring sizes and trying to figure out how to get your ring size. And it was his way of reassuring me in that moment. And just this release and feeling really, really right about that next step with him. I just remember feeling really excited about it. It was so fun. And there were other times like that where it just was really fun. When Bryce proposed, we were up in Peru and we had hiked up to Machu Picchu and then we were doing the hike above Machu Picchu called Huayna Picchu. And he proposed up there in the midst of me having a slight panic attack over the heights. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was not a slight panic attack. I think it was full on. I didn't have to drag Jenny up the stairs, almost. And we did get up there. But I, the whole time I had, I'm like crazy nervous because I know that I'm trying to propose on top of this mountain and Jenny's freaking out because of heights and sheer cliffs on either side of us and slippery rocks and all these people clamoring up this this thing to try to get to this little perch on top of up above the clouds so we were both in our different experiences but we didn't know really why and it was so crazy because after Bryce proposed again there was just this sudden calming this release that happened of all that tension energy there were moments that were really fun like that 
So let's talk a little bit about our experience with relationship struggle and what we do when we are struggling. So my experience with relationship struggle is I think I had more or less the typical male experience with struggling in relationship where I would find someone a bit out of loneliness and be feeling really good about it for six months or so to a year. And then things would get tough and I didn't have tools. So I'd throw a lot of blame. Things like she's kind of crazy or she wants too much of my time or of me or I would get scared about the future and I wouldn't know how to deal with it. And it would usually end on not so good terms. For years, I was pretty convinced that it was always the other person, that maybe I had some parts here and there, but it was a 95-5 situation. And so coming into the relationship with Jenny where she understands relationship very well and has a lot of tools, I began to see that a lot of this was my doing and I had some stuff to work on. And so that that carried over into our relationship, although I had some more maturity under my belt and some more tools after being single for a couple of years before meeting Jenny. But it soon popped up where I wanted to blame when I got scared. I didn't want to show my emotions. I wanted to be stoic. I had no idea how to express anger to a woman, so I would shut down. Sadness was a tough one. I wanted to be away. I wanted to go do that on my own because that's what men do. Happiness was easier to express, but it was definitely dampened by the fact that I wasn't experiencing my full range of emotions. And so I started to feel monotone at times and flat. And Jenny would pick up on that and ask me how I was feeling. And I would be scared of the attention and I would deflect or blame. And it never came out in all out fights or anything, but it came out in me feeling shut down and unhappy and blaming and avoiding. That has been something that I've noticed and had to work on is when I want to run away, that means there's something there. And and I can take the space. Jenny's great about giving me the space to run away when I need to run away and come back. And as long as we come back, that is the practice, just like meditation, just like anything, is to not give up and come back to what we really want and find the love. Oh, awesome, Bryce. Really, it feels helpful to hear you articulate that. And I hope for any men listening, these masculine feminine dynamics can go different ways in terms of who holds what roles in relationship struggle. But I think that what Bryce is talking about is is really an experience that a lot of men have in relationship in terms of their conditioning around emotions and how men in our culture are taught to deal with emotion. So thanks for articulating that. That's really helpful to hear. My experience with relationship struggle, prior to Bryce, I would say I did have a lot of relationship struggle but not actually in the relationship itself more of the struggle was in me and my anxiety about whether or not I could ever have the kind of relationship I wanted and not really even understanding what kind of relationship I wanted I knew that my parents had a really beautiful love for each other and for me but I also I hadn't seen people work out hard things that was not something I saw much growing up and so I actually took a more passive approach to conflict When Bryce and I got together, you know, by that point, I had been doing work with clients for quite a few years by then. I was 35 at the time. So I'd been doing work with clients for really almost nine years and really starting to learn the processes of how to face hard things together. It's interesting, actually, even reflecting back on my very first relationship in high school, I dated someone. And what my memory is, is that as we got into the dating about two or three months in, I started to feel very sleepy and I wanted to sleep a lot. Looking back in terms of how I faced having to really show up in relationship, 
And not just the struggle of it, but the emotional expression of the whole thing, kind of like Bryce was saying, not just the what we call the negative emotions, but even being able to really show up with my joy and with my happiness and how in relationship I would start to shut those down. It was a lot easier for me as a single person to feel my emotions. It was sometimes harder in relationship. I felt very scared of what that could do to the relationship to feel. When Bryce and I got together, I was much more ready. I had been practicing in my dating life prior to us getting together. And so I really think all of those practices and that understanding made a huge difference. I remember a particular day where we had had something pop up. I don't remember the specifics, but I could tell he was there. He was available. And I just remember I wanted to run. The feeling was like, I want to run away. And noticing that the fear was if I feel and if he sees me feel, he will leave me. In that moment, I could just feel rage and anger for all of the years that I had stuffed down feelings and believed it was not okay to feel in relationship. And this is a big part of my mission and purpose with people is to help people see that there is a different way to do relationship. And it's one that can really foster a continuing experience of thriving and growth and evolution over the long run. You know, we also, we're both coaches. That's what we do professionally. And it helps so much. All of the tools that we use with our clients, we practice in our own individual lives. And we also work on together as a couple. And we also seek outside support. One of the biggest realities is that when we have a blind spot, we cannot see it. And getting coaching from the outside, having somebody who can see something from the outside can make a huge and helpful difference. And so Bryce and I both came into our relationship with coaches that we trusted from our own individual lives. That really made a difference because it gave us a chance to reach out for help. And we just made a conscious choice to continually be getting coaching so that we could improve our relationship skills and learn how to see each other. So even when things weren't going, you know, quote, bad, we just had a consistent schedule for coaching in our own lives. And that, I feel like, has made a big difference as well. Anything else you want to add, Bryce? Yeah, that's something that's a first for me is going and getting outside support with a coach, therapist, spiritual guide. I mean, whatever you want to call them, just having someone outside the relationship that has different insight, that has some experience, that has some knowledge to help. And it's not just for when things are going bad. Like we have a consistent schedule where we meet with them once a month. And sometimes there's hard stuff to work through. And sometimes there's a chance to celebrate the things that are going really well and to set up a system where we continue to do those things that are going well. And that's something I think a lot of people forget is it's not always like emergency, emergency, let's let's go get fixed up and get to an okay place. Sometimes it's really celebrating what's going well. And then of course on the other end when there when there are emergencies, it's usually within forty eight hours, even if we've worked through things really well in that time that we go meet and touch up. I see work like this as a lot like working out. Consistency is is what really makes the difference. Oh, awesome. Okay. The next question I wanted to ask Bryce is what's it like for you to be in a relationship with a relationship coach? And then I'll also share what it's like for me to be in relationship with another coach. Hmm. Not what I expected, I think is my first answer. So I knew you were a marriage therapist when we met and I figured that you'd be trying to give me lots of advice on how to do relationship and I was looking forward to that a little bit but all that was wrong. Being with 
a relationship coach has has been really fun because Jenny has a genuine interest in how to create deeper and more intimate connection and she has a lot of tools so whether we are talking about how we can work with clients better there's always overlap into our own relationship that drives us into deeper inquiry and deeper connection through our work so it's it all feels like the pieces fit together really nicely Jenny does not give me unsolicited feedback. I think that's part of her gift as a coach. She understands what questions to ask and how to hold space and how to be compassionate through all of that. So it's been really nice. I mean, of course, I'm picking Jenny as as my number one. And if I had to pick any profession for her, it would definitely be this because I know that she's 100% invested in our relationship and that she'll continue to learn and share with me her tools as we move along. So I love it. It's great. That's cool. I'm smiling here as Bryce is talking. It's fun to listen. I don't know. It's such a good fit because we both love to explore the deeper experiences of life. So Bryce is really good at creating experience. He's really good at identifying his dreams and what he really wants and then adjusting things to move towards his goals and his dreams. You know, that's been a really fun part that he's brought into our relationship is a lot of play, a lot of making things fun and making things interesting. It's been really cool to see how he does his work on his own and then have him bring that gift into our relationship. One thing that's felt helpful in being together for any other couple coaches out there who are listening, one thing I think Bryce and I do really well is we really do practice what we preach. And we sometimes go into our coaching roles with ourselves or with each other, but I also think when it comes down to it, we're good at eventually getting to the reality of our experience, which is how do we feel what we're feeling? How do we talk about what our real thoughts are about something, the stories that are popping up, and how do we be with each other and support each other's growth? And I feel like Bryce and I just really do a good job of that so you're smiling I'm curious what it's about yeah I was just thinking about some of the things that some of the interactions that happen I think there might even been one yesterday where just because we're aware of tools doesn't mean we always use them and it doesn't mean that we can't use them with each other and so I was laughing because I've noticed before where maybe you're asking me a question or you're trying to use a tool that I'm aware of but I don't really want you to use it because I don't really want to talk about the thing. I don't really want to get to the issue yet. I want to stay shallow and blamey. And that happens. <laughs> I feel like that happens anytime hard stuff comes up. It's like, oh, I know I know you're using the tool. And, and I just don't want you to use it right now. I want you to let me stay in this place. So, yeah, that's another benefit is, like, I think we sort through things much quicker because, yeah, we both, I mean, one of us, it's usually the case that even if one of us is really triggered, that the other one is in a place that can hold space and and really listen. So I think if there's anything, it's not that we don't come into conflict. It's our half-life, our ability to move through it smoothly and usually quickly that makes all the difference. I just feel really grateful. It really, it was a big deal to me to find someone who would be willing to do conflict well. And, you know, my perspective is conflict is like the other side of the coin of creativity. And creative problem solving, creative solutions comes out of this experience of what we call tension or conflict. And it gives me goosebumps. Bryce and I face it. Not always right away, but we get there. And it's cool to see what comes out of it. Okay, so kind of a fun question with the wedding coming up. Bryce, what are you most looking forward to about the upcoming wedding? Oh, you mean like aside from the volleyball net? (laughs) I really like volleyball and I'm excited to play. 
There's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's already happening, this whole experience of talking about it. And I'm calling my friends and family, and we're talking about what we're going to do, and we're planning more of a retreat than a wedding. We have a huge lodge that people are going to come stay at. There's a place for outdoor activities, a huge gathering area. I'm excited for the connection with everyone. I've thought about this quite a bit. This may be the only time in my life when all the people that I care about the most are in one place at the same time. And that's a really, really big deal. And of course, getting to have this peak experience at the end with Jenny and for us to share our vows and our love for each other with everyone in this moment, in this ceremony, that's what we're really here for. So it's all of it. It really is. The wedding has already started. It's been amazing. I'm excited for the ceremony and volleyball and connection and being in a magical place. I'm excited to even be doing this podcast right now. This feels like it's part of the wedding in some way, doing this interview process with each other and with ourselves, really storytelling and thinking back on the path that has got us to where we are today and where we are looking now to go. It's all good. Ah, thanks, Bryce. I love hearing Bryce share. I love it. What am I most looking forward to about the wedding? You know, it's cool because as Bryce was talking, I could feel all those layers. I could feel the layer of excitement about this beautiful lodge that we'll be staying at. I could feel the excitement of spending three nights and four days together with people we love and just the connection. I could feel these different layers. I also would say, kind of similar to Bryce, that with all these different pieces that sound fun and interesting, exciting, there's also something deeper And to be honest, it actually feels hard to understand. I can feel it kind of like a deep ocean inside of me. And I'm just really, really excited to take that next step with Bryce. And I just love you so much, Bryce. I'm really excited to share this podcast with all of you who are listening as well. Okay, Bryce, what would you say to others who want to create one of the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet? I would say that it's totally possible. It's totally possible to be with someone that makes you feel good, that you can trust, that you can share your feelings with, that you can feel free with, that you can be yourself around. It's totally possible. And there are more and more people joining this club every day. Don't give up. Reach out for help. Don't expect that this thing is just going to sort itself out on its own. This is important. This is really, if you nail down what is most important in someone's life, it is their relationship with a romantic partner and their friends and family. So this isn't some small thing. This is what actually fuels your life, makes you feel good, creates confidence, creates openness, freedom, all these things that you really want. It's not the money. It's not the house. It's not the trophy wife. It's this. Thank you so much, Bryce, for being here with me today. And I did tell people in the first episode that you will be joining me sometimes on podcasts. So it's really, really fun to have you here. Go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you and a little bit about what you offer. Yeah, I primarily work with millennial men ages 18 to 32. You can find more information about me at BryceBauer.com. That's B-R-Y-C-E-B-A-U-E-R.com. Awesome. Thank you for being on here, Bryce. It's so fun to record this together. And as always, I'm offering a free gift to anyone who's listening today. So you can click on the show notes below and get your free copy of the Intimacy Blueprint and learn what it takes to stop feeling anxious, unloved, and unseen in your most important relationships and begin getting all of the love, support, commitment, and attention you truly want. And if you want to help others find this podcast, remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. 
I will talk to you soon.